What's up, everybody? It's Brad and Andrew from Auto Off Topic. The coloring contest is back and now much improved thanks to super listener Frank Eck. The contest is simple. Complete one of the pages of the coloring book found on our Facebook page or the Auto Off Topic coloring contest Facebook page in any of two mediums. Digital using any computer program or analog, be it colored pencil, marker, crayon, watercolor, however you choose. One entry counted per medium per person. Each individual can have a total of two entries, one per format. There will also be two age groups, age 15 and below and ages 16 on up. Links to the coloring book pages can be found on our Facebook page and the Facebook page for the coloring contest. Electronic entries, including scanned entries, can be sent to us via email, autooftopicpodcast at gmail.com. Paper copies can be sent by snail mail to Auto Off Topic Podcast Contest, 83 Lakeshore Drive, Georgetown, Massachusetts, 01833. Note, all hard copies received will not be returned, period. The contest runs through November 30th. The companies and owners groups donating prizes are Mitsubishi Motors North America, Adventure Driven Design, Forced Performance, Palladian Trucks, Northeast Mitsubishi 4x4, Mitsubishi Montero Owners Group of the USA, Florida Mitsubishi 4x4, and Mitsu Nation Facebook Group. Please enjoy this free contest, and don't forget, entries must be postmarked by November 30th, 2017. Good luck. So there we go, and it's on. Welcome to episode 53 of Auto Off Topic. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brad. And uh, so this is the... First episode since the lost episode. Yes, the lost episode, which we're going to call 52 and a half, we just decided. Yep. Why was it lost? Uh, audio was really, really bad. Yeah. I'll, I'll play it for you later. Uh, Keith, um, play well, for you later, Brad. Yeah, I'm not Keith. You don't <laughs> you don't co-host a podcast with Keith. <laughs> I don't know why that He hasn't even been a guest yet. I so don't know. It just uh, popped into my head. So. No, right, right. Well, uh, Apparently right below Keith. <laughs> I'll let you listen to it afterwards. It's not very good. But anyways... Um, bunch of stuff went down last week and we'll get to that in the next episode so we, chill yeah to the next episode. uh but first we have our buddy uh for ken or kenneth or ken's fine ken ken mitchell and he's from painted bus that's you on the internet right that's yeah that's your, my business that's, that's your, what it's I your do business on the internet too so uh ken you paint murals and specifically you paint volkswagen buses is what you're really known for that is what i'm known for yeah. um yeah. But uh, I'll paint pretty much anything. You know, vehicles are, are my namesake, though. Painted bus. Paint on old Volkswagen buses. Yeah, we've um, seen, seen some of your other work, too. It's pretty pretty good stuff. Yep. You've also seen downtown Salem. And oh, you've seen the thing that I, I painted for your wedding, too, Brad. I have, yes. yes. It is a Volkswagen. It is a Volkswagen <laughs> part. Yes. Yeah. And then um, you also work on air-cooled stuff on the side, too, right? I That's sure do. Yeah. One of your things. Because I know you've got... Uh, you've got a friend that lives like around the corner from me here and I'll drive by on the way home from work and I'll see you out there working on his. Yeah. You're right around the corner. You're actually right around the corner from somewhere. I painted a mural too. Oh yeah. Just across the street here. I painted the witch doctor van not too long ago. Oh yeah. Well, three, four years ago. Did the witch doctor van get painted over? It sure did. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry to hear that. Bummer. What can you do? That's the nature of painting murals. That's still one of my, that's still one of my favorite stories because I met that guy. That's how I gave him your contact info. Cause I got, oh, that's right. Yeah, because I met. I was taking a long lunch because I was working a job that I hated, and I went down to the taco place in downtown Salem, and I just struck up a conversation with the guy sitting next to me, and he was looking for a guy to paint his paint his van, and I was like, I know just the guy. Uh, I'm uniquely qualified. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like specifically qualified. I was like, I know a guy who not only likes to paint things, he really likes painting vans, so... You're going to make something happen here. Well, it was nice because it was a panel van. It yeah. had, had no windows in yeah, the way. It was basically a giant Pur- canvas. Yeah. Pur- purple canvas. Mm-hmm. Canvas nonetheless. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you painted other stuff. In Salem, they had like, uh, what are they, utility boxes? You painted one of those, The electric right? boxes. Yeah, the electrical boxes. Sag yeah. boxes, I think they call them something like that. Yeah. Sag boxes. Uh, it's the uh, what, uh, art box program. Yeah. What's, what street is that one on? Uh, that one's uh, right around Boston and Essex. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're in... New England in Salem, Massachusetts. If you come visit for like Halloween or something, a lot of people will be here this month. For yeah, that, for that's sure. for sure. Uh, so the corner of what did you say, Boston, Boston and Essex, and right Essex across Street. Deb's Diner and Mandy's yes. Pizza. You can see Ken's right. art right there on the street. Mm-hmm. It's a ship being attacked by a kraken. You got it. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Yeah. That's well, a there's cool. a, there's another one that's downtown now in uh, Artist Row. Another one of yours? Yep. Okay. Yep. It's about know. Winter Island. Is that um, the yeah the seaplane? Oh, the, the, that's the, right. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the box. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not another the box. The they only really, let you do yeah. that once. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I, bet, I think some Peabody's, of the other, some of the other ones are starting to, to the town I live in now, Peabody, the town next to Salem, is starting to do stuff like that too. Yeah, well, uh, I know that Lynn and Salem and Peabody all have big mural programs going on right now. Yeah, Salem's doing this uh, murals on the point thing. They're putting up, I don't know if you guys have I been, saw bi- building size Building size, putting yeah. over 50 of them up yeah. within the next year. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. And, that's a neighborhood that needs some revitalization. Yeah, and that's going to really and help. Down it. the street here at the, well, it's Russellot is the company, but it used to be Eastman Kodak. Yep. I think I may have talked about this before, but is where all of the gelatin came from for Eastman for Kodak film company is like next door to my house. But anyways, they were talking about in the news that they're going to, they have a bunch of brick walls that face Washington street and they're going to cool. paint murals on there. So that's yeah, a cool. bunch of them too. Probably like yeah. 12 or 13. Yeah. Then, so, and then they just, this, I don't know where it the came pack, from. The at packy this, around the corner. Yeah. This liquor store down here at the corner, they have a guy painting a mural on both sides of it. Cause oh, cool. it's just a big white building. Check that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you could walk there from here when you leave. It's hard to be a mural artist and not see canvases everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. flat surface. Yeah. Any <laughs> flat surface. Yeah. No, I think it's really cool, especially in your own neighborhood. Like, I don't know what I like looking at it. It was cool to watch them doing the one on the, watch, watch the guy doing the one on the side of the liquor store on the street because he was just using black spray paint. He's a graffiti artist, I think. And he was using black spray paint, one can, one color. But he used it in varying levels to make this full photorealistic black and white picture. That's cool. Yeah, yeah pretty I need, amazing. I need to get more into spray paint. It's a lot more uh, time efficient. Yeah, it certainly is, especially <laughs> outside of a building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that to me, our, I don't know, drawing and painting stuff is like just beyond what my brain can comprehend. Well, you also don't do it as a job. No, I don't. But yeah. I, I don't. I can't do it. It's like stick figures. Like I, 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 like. I have, you know, not to pat myself on the back. I have some basic drawing skills, but to make it something that's you know profitable and something that somebody else wants to look at, I, I lack that edge. <laughs> I can yeah. make a likeness of something, and you could probably tell what it is, but nobody'd want to buy it and hang I, it in their wall. Photography is good, but uh, I can't draw. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think it's just sometimes people are just wired to do it right i mean i don't know i, I practiced a lot yeah. when everybody oh, okay. was uh you know playing around with their friends and stuff in school i was out drawing and right. painting pictures and doing all sorts of other stuff artistic wise just something that i always did um the fact that it's my my profession now is uh not not an accident yeah <laughs> and a bonus cool. all that time spent yeah yeah, yeah oh, right yeah, what yeah. Is it, it finally pays off yeah, Ten thousand right? hours right that's what they say yeah, just yeah well, it's the same out. thing you know tom brady didn't you know Start throwing a football and get signed by the Patriots. So. Yeah, no, that's true. You do have to practice. We, we didn't start doing a podcast, and oh yeah, actually we did. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you do just have to start doing stuff. <laughs> and it's obvious that we don't practice this. It's it's pretty. It's not bad. Hey, it sounds like so a podcast yourself. when I listen to it online. All right, excellent, excellent. <laughs> sounds like a podcast. My, my goal was <laughs> that, that's the best like backdoor compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> sounds like a podcast. All right, good. My goal was that if it, as long as the audio sounded good, the content would come second. Yeah. Because <laughs> when a podcast doesn't sound very good, I just don't want to listen to it. No, that's true. That's why, that's why I ditched last week's episode because it okay. was just not great. Okay, I got you. The I content you. was fine, but it was just like, uh, I think we had our cell phones too close to the recorder. It was like picking that up. Oh, and, it was a whole thing. Well, plus we were yeah. driving my diesel truck towing a trailer. Yeah. So there was just all kinds of noise bouncing around. It wasn't super interesting either. Yeah. The, at least when we did it in the WRX, you could hear the WRX in the background. It was yeah, like kind not of just, a, yeah, not just a diesel at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Um,. I guess we'll get right into it. And we, we were kind of curious, like, Ken, like, we'll start off. What was your first car? Uh, this should be no surprise. No? No. Uh, 1978 Volkswagen bus. Nice. That was your first car as well? It, it was my first car. Excellent. Because when I met you, you had a Beetle on a bus. Well, that was the exception. Yeah. Do you know what my second car was? I'm going to go with a bus. It was a 1971 Volkswagen bus. Okay, so you bounced around with uh, different bay window years for a while. The next one was a Vanagon. Okay. It's an 82. All right, so we switched to water-cooled? No, no, no. 82, 82 was still air-cooled. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Year and change. Of, I'm going uh, to learn a lot of things about Volkswagen. Oh, yeah, all sorts of really important stuff. 
<laughs> so what drew you to Volkswagens? What what's what's what made you an air cooled guy? Uh well I like Volkswagens um because my dad uh got me into it more or less. Uh he used to have a Nissan pickup truck and he drove it around, he drove me around and my buddies around and I played cello and my buddy played cello and my other buddy played bass and we'd throw all these, you know, wooden instruments in the back of the truck and we'd all cram into the little back of the extended cab and and go everywhere. Well, one day my dad was driving down the road and the oil plug fell out and he seized his motor. And so we needed a new vehicle. Um, and so we we're looking around. We found one, the 1978 Volkswagen bus, the first one, not the one I have now. Hmm. Um, and uh, it fit a bass and two cellos. Yep. And uh, that was basically it. It was more out of the uh, fact that it was available and it was cheap and it hauled all our stuff. And It fit that stuff and it fit three people more comfortably than an extended cab Nissan pickup. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sitting in those little sideways jump seats yeah. in the back. Uh, Even yeah. as a middle schooler, it was yeah. too tight. Gro- growing up, my father had an 82 uh, extended cab Nissan pickup. So I remember very well the sideways jump seats in the back. Yeah, yeah, not not fun. Yeah, the bus has a lot more room. Very much. S10s so. are like that too. Yep. Not great. No, but uh, I, I I don't know. Um, my dad wasn't really as into the Volkswagens as I was, um, but I, I really like the fact that they're simple. You know, really straightforward. Yeah, quite and, simple. And I I guess in the back of my mind, I always wanted to be self-sufficient in that respect. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to understand what was going on, so I kind of latched onto it, uh, idealizing it more or less for a number of years before I really started working on them on on my own. Um, But once I did, you know, it it really kind of came true, you know, uh, being self-sufficient and carrying all my own tools and doing my own work, uh, really... Break down the highway and fixing it yourself. Yes, yeah. 81. I've rebuilt the top end of my engine on the side of 81. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Down in Virginia. <laughs> so the stereotypical artist, mural artist driving the Volkswagen bus didn't happen as a science. It just kind of happened that you happened to get a bus and you happened to like to paint. Yeah, it's very organic like yeah. that. Yeah. Which I think it's, it's, it's kind of like a... Like, what does what Ken do? Oh, he drives around and paints murals in his Volkswagen bus. Oh, that sounds very... Idyllic, but it also sounds very like. Of course he does. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, your real artist friend drives a Volkswagen. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah they kind of go hand in hand. Story checks out. Yes, yeah, exactly. But it wasn't on purpose. It just kind of happened. It wasn't yeah, like just, I want a bus to drive around and do this painting. It was just kind of like you, know, the bus, you had yeah. a bus to carry your instrument, and then eventually you got into the painting thing as a profession, and then just already happened to have a bus, so it worked. It worked out. Okay. Yeah. I actually often wondered about that, but. Those buses sense. were also inexpensive at the time, right? And now they're buses. Uh, buses have kind of come up. Yeah, um, when we bought the bus in 1998, we bought it for seven hundred and fifty dollars, which is have, awesome. Which is awesome. That's, it yeah. didn't have that's fifty dollars under our wheelhouse price of eight hundred dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that same bus now uh, in, in 2017 would probably go for about fifteen thousand. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is it, frightening. It, so well, it, must, it must have been a nice one then, or a halfway decent one. Well, the guy had bought it new, and then he had used it only to move his stuff from one military base to the other. And so when we bought it, it had 13,000 miles on it. Jesus. Yeah, that would be a big money car now. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And it just had surface rust, which is crazy here in New England. It had no no cancerous rust, not no major issues. Um, but uh, that definitely motivated me. To learn more about it, because um, after a while, um, we depended on a mechanic to fix it, and he didn't tighten down a fuel line, and that bus burst into flames and burned to the ground, which is too bad. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But it it's set up. That, was that me? Or, sorry. One, one of us know. is beeping. Yeah. I don't think it's me. Oh, shoot. Oh, that's, that's, right. that's me. I'm sorry. You're the guest. We won't, we, won't, uh, we won't beat you too hard. Well, somebody's bought a bus, and they're letting me know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would do that too if I bought a bus. Yeah, I'd be like, I, I'd probably call you before I called Andrew. I'd be like, hey, I bought. It. Actually, Andrew probably with me. But yeah, you guys would be together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd tell you the secret. Yeah, yeah. Secret bought, junkyard to go stuff. to. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, secret junkyard. I want to know about that secret junkyard. It's yeah. a cool one. I saw pictures, and I'm a little jealous. Also, you said pictures of a rabbit to somebody to Sean, our friend Sean, the other day. Oh yeah. Was that in that secret junkyard? No, that's here in Salem. Oh, is that over at Dave's? Yep. It looks too nice for that. It's a diesel. Is it really? Yep. Anyway. 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 Don't, don't give Brad any bad ideas right now. Is he too many broken cars? Why, uh, How many broken cars do you have, Brad? 
So I guess that kind of, I mean, so air-cooled cars are just, just kind of started with it, right? And just became a force of habit. They're just simple to work on and yeah, I mean, easy to learn. When you become the guy driving the Volkswagen bus, you are the guy driving the Volkswagen bus. And you kind yeah. of get associated with it. Even mm-hmm. in high school when I was driving the Volkswagen bus, I was always the guy with the bus. Yep. And Especially nowadays because they're not common anymore. It depends on where you are, but yeah. In Massachusetts. Yeah. In Massachusetts. Yeah. New England, Rust Belt, not common. Not, not common. Yeah. Oh. Outside of Portland, Oregon, you're one of many, but here yeah. in yeah. Salem, Massachusetts, you're, you're give, the guy. Give it about uh, four or five days, and Salem's going to be full of buses, because we got uh, the Lars Anderson show this weekend. That's this weekend? Transporter Fest uh-huh. on Sunday. Oh, okay. We're going to okay. have tons and tons so of buses. We have about camp out? 50 buses over at uh, Winter Island this weekend. Maybe we'll oh, have to swing by. Okay. And, you should. Uh, Shoot some pictures. So there you go. There's an alert. There's yeah. a there'll be a bunch of Volkswagen buses on the North Shore. You can check them out. Yeah, Winter Island, and they're if all you, going to they're all going to Lars Anderson, Anderson on Sunday. Yeah, for Transporter Sun- Day, yeah. Transporter Volkswagen Day. Trans- so it's all it's Transporter, Transporter Fest. Transporter oh, the name of it. so okay. they they've opened it up pretty much to yeah. Originally, I think it was just buses, buses yeah. and now it's pretty much anything that's got a VW badge. Yep. It's nice. So I know I've I've been there with my NSU before actually. Yeah, Air-cooled. you qualify. It's air cooled. Yeah, it's air cooled and kind of owned by Volkswagen. It's in so. the family. Well, they were pretty excited to see it. I, you were with odd. me actually, yeah. weren't you? They they parked us right up front and they like, made a special mention and it was pretty cool. I think it was, the guy's name is Stan. Yeah, Stan Wolfhart. Yeah, Stan made a he made a special mention. He goes, "Thanks oh. for bringing out the NSU yeah. and it's really cool to see it. Can't wait to see it next year. Unfortunately, I haven't made it since. No, but well, yeah, hey, I, I know it's that on name Sunday, Brad. Probably. <laughs> I, I, the car won't be there, but I may be there. You may be there. Yeah. Well, if uh, if you're up bright and bright and early, um, we're going to take almost all the buses that will be down at the Willows or at uh, Winter Island, and we take this huge bus caravan, a huge line of about hmm. thirty buses, and drive down ninety five down to uh, down to the park. It's, it's quite sounds, the scene uh, on the highway. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds interesting. <laughs> all in the right lane. <laughs> all in the right lane. All going, you know, 60 miles an hour. You can, you can drive past us all and get get it on your video. <laughs> that's, that sounds interesting, actually. I uh, We may have to check that out. I don't know what's going on Sunday. Do you have stuff going on Sunday? Uh, I think you, there's also a model car show you were talking about going to. There is, but this sounds cooler. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, okay. Artist. We kind of touched on this a little bit mm-hmm. what brought you to this point in your life where you are making a living painting murals uh well um you know i took the interest of uh painting and drawing and stuff and um initially i'd gone to school for music uh for the cello mm-hmm. and um yeah, i kind of burnt out on that and i wanted to continue in school but I wanted to stay in creative arts, and so uh, I kind of took a more serious look at my my visual art aspect. And you know, I was, it was one of those things where I had all these paintings up in my uh, studio apartment, and all my friends from music school would come by, and they'd say, "Wow, these are great, great paintings. Why are you in the music department?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I transferred over to the visual art department. I was really happy there, and uh, one of my teachers, uh, professors, uh, Mike Alwitz is a pretty well-known mural artist. He, he's painted a lot of um, murals all over the world, really. Um, but he runs one of the only, ran, I guess he's retired now, but uh, he ran one of the only street art slash mural programs that you could take at any school in the as United course, States yeah. as a hmm. course. Um, I couldn't major in it, but I essentially did. What school is this? Uh, Central Connecticut State University okay. in uh, New Britain. Um but, uh, you know, he kind of taught me the basics, but I actually went into school with a couple of mural-painted buses under my belt already. Okay. And so I, I had an idea of what I wanted to learn, and I I, I took all the the uh, the lessons that, that I was taught uh, in these mural-specific classes and painting and stuff, and I, I really just applied it to what I wanted to do, which was painting on cars. Cars are good for uh, painting murals on. You know, a lot of people will commission art. And they're all will hang up in their house, or they'll hang it. They'll hang it in a museum. They'll hang it somewhere where most of the population won't, won't see it. See it yeah. yeah. And yeah. so the idea behind me painting on vehicles, specifically buses, came out of the idea that you know I'm driving down, going to uh, work, and you know everybody's driving something boring and beige and dark green or black or 
you know, you kind of see all the same colors around here. New England's not really known for expressing themselves. No, they're definitely not. No, Um, Yankee conservatism. There you go. Um, (laughs) And so I said, well, you know, what would be really nice would be, uh, you know, just driving down the street. And out of nowhere, you got this bright, colorful Volkswagen bus, you know, Volkswagen initially, but any car really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something rolling down the road just kind of distract you from, you know, the mundane everyday you know, and, and it seems more acceptable on a Volkswagen bus than it does on, say, like an '89 Camry. Well, you know, Jessica wants me to paint sunflowers all over our XT out front, which is fine too. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's not acceptable. I'm just saying it's more acceptable. Could, it is. Yeah, you could probably get away with it on a Subaru. Yeah, yeah. A Subaru is probably yeah. second. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. a Subaru wagon would definitely Subaru be wagon. second in the. In the, in the span of cars you expect to see painted up. Well, I, I, I like the bus because they got the big giant flat sides. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's really again, it's like a canvas, a rolling billboard. Yep. Now with uh, the giant fiberglass high top, I'm in the process of riveting to the roof of my bus. I'll have even more canvas to work with. Although you haven't painted your own bus. Well, that's because I have to do body work. Okay. I do live in New England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't have to do any body work to the new the new no, high roof. So no you can start new fiberglass. Right away. No. Yeah. There's no no rust in the fiberglass, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not a uh, They're The only cars that had rusting fiberglass because it was metal woven. Oh, man. Fiberglass. Yeah. Bad ideas. What, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, I forget. What year is that bus? Uh, the one that I have now is uh, mostly a 78. The body's yeah. a 78. That's what it's registered as. Yeah. But um, really, that's about it. Everything else is from all, all sorts of different years. And it was a champagne edition, correct? It was a champagne yeah. edition. There's The only thing left about that is the uh, brown dashboard and the intermittent wipers, which were an upscaled deluxe option in 1978 <laughs> on Volkswagens. <laughs> you couldn't get that on any other Volkswagen bus. Well, you joke around about that, but I drive Colts, so I don't know what intermittent wipers are either. Oh, there you go. So, so they're either on or off. It, intermittent is how fast you flick the switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how intermittent it is. Well, it's funny because the intermittent on my bus, you know, you set it, and there's like a solid 40, 45 seconds between swipes. And it doesn't it doesn't help anything unless it's just like <laughs> right. misting heavily. Misting, yeah. <laughs> Driving through fog, it <laughs> yeah. might help a little bit. It's but very it's very similar in a Colt too that does have it. It's so. a bragging right. Yes, no it's, other bus has yeah. intermittent wipers except for a '78 Champagne too, or Champagne Edition. I mean, Champagne Edition. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. All right, so you paint murals and you paint Volkswagen buses, and you, your company is called Painted Bus. And I know that you've traveled. Quite a bit up and down the East Coast. Have you traveled out west driving this uh, your seventy eight around to paint murals, or usually if it's really far flung, um, yeah. like I've painted in California, I've yeah. painted in Prince Edward Island, Canada. Yeah. Um, usually if it's really far flung, I'll, I'll fly out to them. Yeah. Or uh, the one in PEI, I, we took the Subaru just because it was cold and Subaru's yeah. fast. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, I drive my bus up and down the East Coast. Um, this year's been an exception, but uh, usually I'll go on two or three, you know, couple thousand mile road trips. Kind of line up people in an area like, hey, I'm going to be down through here if you want your bus painted. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. For for example, last year uh, I started here in Salem, and I drove from here down to Virginia Beach. Yeah. And uh, like Brad's wedding uh, engine hatch that I painted. Right. Um I painted a uh, an engine hatch for a Beetle, and I touched up an old mural that I did that was in Virginia Beach. And then from there, I went and painted a 1968 panel bus in uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Um, and then from there, I went down to Georgia, actually stopped and uh, went to uh, the YU Buggin' VW show at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We camped out outside there and they had the vw show on the premises which was pretty cool that's right and then cool. they let all the volkswagens drive around the track per- parade laps <laughs> yeah parade laps 200 yeah. miles an hour parade laps <laughs> no <laughs> no i think they were flat out but i think it was only about 55 yeah. <laughs> try to climb the banking was a little tough yeah yeah um and then uh from there i i, I went up to claremont georgia and kind of moseyed my way back and picked up my wife in savannah and we took a nice long trip back up the coast and stopped at all the beaches, which have been uh, washed away from hurricanes this past year. Yeah, it was pretty rough last year. Yeah, last so, year and this year. Yeah. yeah. 
So picked up your wife, you mean she flew down there and you met her there. You didn't like meet her there and you got married. No, no, no. <laughs> Just to clarify for clarify, our listeners. Yeah. Been married for eight years. Yes. <laughs> didn't find her last year on the road. Uh, That'd no. be an amazing story, she but flies. you're much happier being the way you did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she, she tends to fly down uh, usually right before I finish a project and right. usually when I'm in proximity to the beach. Um, seems to be a seems to be a pattern there. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's done that in <laughs> Florida, and Georgia, and yeah. South Carolina. I can't say that I blame her. Yeah, no. that's pretty. That's a pretty good plan. Yeah, she doesn't want to sit in some dirty garage painting a mural for you know weeks at a time, weeks at a time, hundreds and thousands of hours, and uh, you know sit there and watch me paint. But you know if she gets there a couple of days early, she'll be more than happy to sit on the beach in the sunshine. Yeah. And to, and to see the finished the finishing product is probably more satisfying to her anyway. As, yeah, see as the finished spouse, product. Like, hey, my husband did this. That's awesome. Gather the accolades. Yes. You know, <laughs> then head off on a nice road trip home. Yeah. Although she has helped me on a number of them before. Yeah. I'm sure she's flown down to uh, Florida and helped me paint down there. Um, and then uh, she went with me up to Prince Edward Island and helped me paint up there. And she's helped me paint on a couple of them. She's a good mural helper. That's for sure. Excellent. What kind of paint do you use? Um, well, I did a lot of research on this. There's there's a couple of different ways of going about it. I mean, it. don't certainly don't give away any of your secrets. If you there's no secrets. secrets. Okay. There's no secrets. All right. This is pretty straightforward. I use uh, sign painting materials. Okay. Um, I usually use paint called one-shot sign painters enamel. Yeah. Uh, that's what a lot of people use for pinstriping or lettering on old cars or signs or anything. Um, I add a, a hardener to it and... Uh, the paint's really wonderful. It's designed to be a pinstripe final coat sort of deal. You can yeah. clear coat over it if you want to, um, but you can get it in any color of the rainbow. It's pretty light, fast. It's got an etching medium into it, so you can paint on pretty much anything. It mm. adheres pretty well. Yep, it grabs on. Um, Interesting. Uh, I'd say it's about 80% as tough as regular paint, so as long as people are uh, not trail bashing their vehicles. Right. <laughs> if you are, clear coat it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if you are clear coated, it, it's it's in good shape. You know, most of them that I've seen that have been clear coated because I don't do the clear coats. It takes a couple of weeks for it to cure up yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, most of them that I've seen that have clear coats have held up really, really well over the years. Hmm. Excellent. So we know painted bus paints buses. Yeah. Um, what exactly is? I guess if you could say what is the painted bus business model? If somebody wanted to have you paint something for them. What are your um, parameters. What what do you like to paint other than buses? Um, and you know what would you do for somebody if they wanted to contact you and be like, hey, I want this guy to paint my stuff. Well, to be honest, most of the time uh, people contact me uh, as a result of you know seeing one of my vehicles and talking to the owner. Right. It's almost all word of mouth. Um, but dogs, dogs knees. <laughs> I, I maintain a, a small Facebook presence. I post post yep. my stuff on there. Um, but honestly, I'm, I'm kept pretty busy just by word of mouth. I don't really do any advertising or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If I'm not painting murals, I've got lots of logo work for all these other people because, uh, believe it or not, the air-cooled Volkswagen community is extensive. Yes. There's lots of people. Yes, Once you get is. your name out there yeah, as being yeah. a creative sort, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the commissions tend to come flying in, especially at this time of year as, as the holidays approach. Um, Gifts and whatnot. I'll be hiding away in my art studio, not playing with my Volkswagen. But what? Uh, so what? What else? Again, what, what do you like doing other than than, than buses? What's what's a? Um, if you had to pick something you had to do all the time. Is it maybe sign painting for like a business or murals or what's what's your? Well, um, you know, uh, I I do enjoy painting the murals. Uh, most of my work that I do is. Uh, uh, just little commission paintings, sometimes portraits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really kind of all across the board. You know, anything that requires creativity and ends up with a picture in the end. Um, I've done dog portraits. I've done, uh, you know, car portraits because um, a lot of people like that sort of thing. Especially in the Volkswagen world, I'm sure. In any world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done Mitsubishis before, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I'd love to see that, actually. <laughs> um uh, yeah, I've done all sorts of things, uh, but basically it's, you know, logo design. If you're an artist, you got to be all across the board. Anything that comes your way, you got to huh. scoop it up. Um, I, I supplement my income by working on Volkswagens and I do a lot of house painting and just whatever comes my way, really, you know, 
Um, but there are a number of uh, air-cooled VW people all around this area that I, I keep happy. They're, they're Volkswagens. Always need something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I try to supplement the, uh, the the painting and stuff by doing that. So we won't have to promote you too hard because you already got a pretty good promotion, but we're still going to try a little bit to help you out. Hey, I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> We, we we don't have millions of listeners, but we have a good number now, and uh, yeah. it'd be uh, you know be Hello, awesome, listeners. If, yeah, it'd be <laughs> awesome if some of them came your way from from this little podcast. It'd be a little uh, it's definitely some back. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some Volkswagen fans out. In oh, absolutely, yeah. we have some Volkswagen yeah. fan listeners, and we have. I, I I like to think that a lot of the people that are in the car community. Um, or at least people that we know, not like so much you know the drag racing racing community, but more of the just into the old cars, a lot of them are more uh, have more of an artistic thought to them because they like the old cars for the look of it. They like the 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 world of beautiful things. So I think art and old cars kind of go hand in hand anyway. So we probably have a lot of listeners that are in that crossover. I would say, yeah, I know I, I appreciate art, um, yeah, yeah, and well. I appreciate old cars, and <laughs> I think I'm not alone in that fact. So. Well, I think we just basically legislated all the uh, the creativity out of car design. I mean, back in the 60s, uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, there oh, yeah. a lot of design going on. And well, so back in the very, early Earl era when yeah, the very, GM had jet, fi- jet fire and everything was airplane and art deco. and Yeah. It was cool stuff then. Well, we were just talking about that earlier today that the, the current trend is on wheels is like a black wheel with a machine finish on almost every new car. And it's just kind of like, eh, and it's horrible. Yeah. yeah, it's like, eh, not that great. Yeah. And then everything now that you're, like you said, they regulated out with the pedestrian crash standards. And yeah, you got to see the blinkers. Yeah. It can't just be like little decorative dots on the front yeah, of the car. Yeah, how high the belt line has to be. It's like headlight height, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Can't have beautiful little sleek Euro bumpers on the cars anymore. Yeah. You know. Haven't been able to for a while. And the, but still, like right. I'm, I'm stuck in the '70s. Still. Oh, well, I'm right with you. So <laughs> I have a 2005 pickup truck out of necessity, and everything else is. Well, that's why we have you know. the 2004 Forester outside. Right. Yeah, because I turned the key and it turns on. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, true. Exactly. You don't have to worry about it in the morning when you leave for work, yeah. or well, in your case, leave for whatever because you work yeah, out of your house. Yeah, yeah. Well, I work in my house. Sometimes I got a long ways to go. That's true. That's true. But you're known for taking the most. For taking the bus, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully soon. I'm sure you'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. uh, I'm 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 shooting to have the the bus be as reliable as the Subaru here. This is true, but that's that's a little further down, down on question the list. Yeah, here. What yeah. That? <laughs> that's, that's, that's on there, though. Don't worry. Okay, we'll just make sure we get to that. I mean, what was it? I mean, what's it like driving an old vehicle like that with carbs and a Volks? You know, I mean, it's basically. That is essentially the way it was set up from the 40s mm-hmm. until they stopped making them. They're all pretty much the same. Like, what was it like driving that car or well, that the bus all the time? Let me preface that with yeah. saying that my bus came fuel-injected from the beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, but it didn't have an engine when I had it, Okay. when I got it. So I ended up putting um, a Beetle-style motor in it, yeah. uh, upright. Um, and that comes with all the maintenance you'd possibly imagine. And, yeah. You know, every time I get up, I, you know, go somewhere, I, uh, you know, got to check the oil. I got to check everything, go over everything. You know, I turn the key. Every time I turn the key, there's, there's a moment of hesitation where I say, is it going to start? <laughs> Am I have to crawl under it and hit the starter with my mallet? Am I going to have to go out and fix whatever ground has fallen off or anything like that? But, um, Daily driving a uh, 35, 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 60-year-old Volkswagen is, you know, you, you learn the basic sounds and the basic noises, as I would imagine with any old car. Oh, yeah. Um, you just, I, I, I say, if you're going to buy an old Volkswagen, you either got to be rich or you got to be greasy. One of the two. You're going to be rich because you have to pay somebody to fix it all the time, and you'll be greasy, um, which I took a shower, but you still see all the grease on my hands from today. It's the same with driving any old car. I, I think Andrew will attest to the fact that whenever a person is in my car and it makes a weird noise and they say something, you know, i.e. Andrew in this case, like, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's normal. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry. It sounds like your wheel bearings falling off. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's well, not what it is. I call it the acceptable level of dysfunction. It's exactly what it is. It's it's you, as long as it gets you from point A to point B, and you have a modicum of trust in that, that's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, What's I'm, that noise? Don't worry about it. 
on my steering wheel, I've got uh, this little phrase painted right on the horn button, right in the middle. And uh, it's a Swahili phrase. I saw it on some special on, on online on YouTube. And um, the phrase is Jua Kali, and it's a Swahili word, which means in the hot sun. But in American, it translates to basically get her done. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> That reminds me, so if there's any, any noise or any, any weirdness on my bus that's, you know, usually you live with, you know you're going to yeah. that that little thing right square on the horn button says, fix it now. Don't <laughs> okay. wait. Take care of it. Don't, don't put it off. And uh, that's really the only way my bus gets up and goes oh, every day. You should do that, Brad. I, I <laughs> can paint that on your steering wheel, Brad. I think I, think I need it, actually. <laughs> I'm going to drop a steering wheel off at your house this winter when the car's in storage. Sounds you don't good. end up with a bunch of broken cars. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that story. I'm going to put that. Maybe I'll make a sticker and put it on every window. It's typically, just, my, it it's typically my method is I, if one breaks, they try to fix it right away so that I'm not stuck with here's, more broken Here's ones. the problem. Um, you do, have too many do, well, no. to choose from. I only have two cars. If one breaks down, I'm down to one. Do, do, <laughs> do the things we can talk about later. For the past couple of years, I've really put things off. Um, and I would say my problem was I would break something and I'd be like, oh, that's inconvenient. I'll fix it later because I'll drive something else. And then that breaks, and the same story happens again. And next thing you know, you have a yard full of broken pieces of crap. And Andrew makes fun of you for it all the time. Hmm. And other friends make fun of you for it all the time. And your neighbors don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what happens, and I've just accepted it. Well, you would be a very good Volkswagen owner, Brad, because that's how it works I've with owned, Volkswagen. I've if, owned many Volkswagens. If, so. you, um, <laughs> if you were to go just around the street here and... Uh, Go visit my friend Bob, who lives right around the corner. You see, he has seven air-cooled Volkswagens. See, he's and my best friend. I don't even your, know him. Yeah, you don't even know him. You've probably have seen <laughs> I, him. I think I've met him before. I think you yeah. have yeah. met him. Yeah. Um, he's the green... Green single cabby imported yeah, from yeah, Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I've met him before. Green 78. Oh, it's so cool. It is very cool, yeah. It's very cool. It's got all sorts of oddball things on it. But, um, yeah, that, that does happen in the Volkswagen community for sure. You get... Uh, I don't have the space for it because I've got street parking. But if I right. had a place to put cars, I would have lots of well, them. Well, you can adopt space in my driveway if you need to. So. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I offer that to everybody. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if one breaks down and goes to the next. The nice thing about having them all be Volkswagen is you just take a motor part from one to the other. Just swap yeah, them. They're the all nice the same. Thing, which yeah, is the nice different. thing about having Mitsubishis, too, because they're also uh, all the same. Oh, there you go. All the Colts are. Well, that's the other thing, too, is I find that being the, you know, you, saw, you talked about being the guy with the bus. Yep. I'm the guy with the cult. Yep. So sure when somebody are. knows about a cult, the first person that comes to somebody's mind is, oh, I bet Brad would want this old piece of crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so next thing you know, you wind up with more. More cult. And you can't turn it down because it's not expensive. Yeah. And if you turn it down, it's going to wind up in a junkyard because nobody else wants it. And that's just a horrible thing to have to do. You hate have to be the savior of all the cults. Well, you know, if you save them all, then you don't get to find really cool old junkyards hidden up. Somewhere. I become the cool old junkyard. You are the old junkyard. Right. Well, you know what? There's that no is... cool old junkyard full of Colts except for my house. That is how so. the guy that owned the mystery junkyard up in New Hampshire that I posted pictures about, uh, that's how he came about. It's not really a junkyard. It's just a private collection that got way out, out of, of hand. hand. Well, I don't have that kind of space, <laughs> thankfully. Acreage. So. Uh, one, of, one of my car guy goals um, is to daily a air-cooled in New England for a whole year. I've done that. Yeah, that's one of. That's, yeah. I feel that as a car guy, <laughs> I would suggest an Eberspacher heater. Is that the gas powered heater? Gas heater. Yeah. Yes, that is my plan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. I, I want to have this. It's a bucket list thing. I want to have a, a Beetle, probably a Beetle, not a bus, because uh, they're cheaper and a little bit. I don't call them disposable because I don't feel any old car is disposable. But if I find a later model that I don't feel as bad driving in the winter, basically. I mean, I'll undercoat it and I'll take I care of it. I know a couple of them for sale. I mean, they have to be like $400 right now in order to make mm. it worth my while, so they're probably not that cheap yet. Not so. that cheap. Maybe in like six months we can talk, but right now, no. Um, <laughs> in six months, it'll be the height at, of winter time. So. You're looking at like mid-90s prices right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right yeah. right now, it'd be a $400 car. People are throwing them away. Yeah, I can't, quite, I can't quite do much more than that right now, again. But um, that is a future, a future goal of mine, to do it at least for a year and have the gas-fired heater, because A, it's dangerous, and B, it's awesome. 
Well, I've seen lots of Volkswagens catch on fire, but none of them were due to the gas heater. Okay. You can feel safe with the gas heater. I, I don't think there's any, <laughs> any there's no there's no reality in which I feel safe with an open flame inside the cabin of my car. I have gas heat in my house. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's yeah. an open flame. It, it's natural gas under pressure. Uh-huh. I mean, I have propane well, heat in my house. Ten feet from us yeah, right see, now. It's the same thing, yeah. <laughs> Got to trust the technology. All right, I'll trust the technology. I mean, again, I'm talking about dailying a beetle all winter long. I have to trust the lack there of technology. Lack but. of technology. Yeah, that will be the most advanced, mechanically complicated thing on the whole beetle would be this the little heater. gas heater. Yeah. <laughs> so how many vehicles have you painted? Uh, I'm on 19 right now. Um, full vehicles. Mm-hmm. Painting on vehicles, I'm... Countless. Many hundreds. Yeah. So full murals, front, back, left, right, top. Not necessarily the top, but around. Front, left, back, right. If if you were to walk around it, it would be a complete mural. Are all 19 of those buses? No. No. There's a couple of exceptions, like the Witch Doctor van. That was a Ford Econoline, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Ford uh, Econoline van, panel van. Um, I've painted on a rabbit pickup truck. Which are one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. Um, That lives out on uh, the Outer Banks now, which is pretty fun. Have an excuse to go out there. That's one of the nice things about being a uh, traveling artist, is I paint at these people's houses, mm-hmm. and then it becomes a vacation spot for free. For free, yeah. <laughs> I'll park my bus there. Yep. Friendly driveway network. Uh, so is there like an owners group for these people? Are they like, hey, I've got a painted bus by Ken, and like, uh, there, there is. I don't know if it's. Uh, really active community or anything they they <laughs> oh, yeah. generally know of each other um yeah, but i mean maybe someday in the future you know well a lot of them are clustered around the carolinas yeah. uh, virginia tennessee that corner um and as a result a lot of them do run into each other once in a while there's a really big camp out that happens every year up in the mountains of north carolina called uh high country bus festival and there's about 200 buses that show up and they camp for like 11 days next to this river and it's really wonderful um but as a result i've had almost you know a dozen dozen and a half of my vehicles there at any given year which is kind of neat to see it's pretty cool um this year i i got hung up doing stuff earlier on in the year and i wasn't able to organize it but maybe next year we'll have a, a painted bus meet down there and have uh one of the local uh art schools or something come and document it but i have uh interest expressed from uh, some of my vehicles that have ended up in colorado another one that's out in california people in ohio uh canada are all thinking about coming down for this i mean people drive a long ways to pretty awesome. camp out yeah they're pretty awesome um, all yeah, I, think that's, I think that's really cool yeah and it would be they really all, cool to have kind of documented it. Yeah, too. and they have all something that connects them, which is is you, you yeah. that you yeah. paint them. Yeah. Like, I'd just be the center of attention all yeah. day. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Not, not, again, it's you know, kind of like you know, this podcast. We don't do it for like the attention, and we do it because something we enjoy. And you don't paint buses to be famous. You paint buses because you enjoy it. And yeah, it, I paint and buses. It pay, and it pays the bills. Yeah, but, yeah, it, it pays some of the bills. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you don't live on it, but it's certainly. Yeah, I definitely don't do it for the attention. I'm 100 percent an introvert. I don't, I don't really crave the attention, but uh, you know, if it's coming my way, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna turn it down. I won't turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bucket list painting trips? Anything you really want to do? Is there a, you know, I really want to paint a bus underneath the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, or like, is, oh. there a, is there a bucket list that you really like to do? Well, I've got a, uh, a potential client in Fairbanks, Alaska, who does uh, Arctic Circle tours, and um, she's been on the list for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, logistically, getting my paint and myself and everything up to Fairbanks yeah. is an uh, expensive proposition, yeah. and you only have a certain little window of time when you can paint because it's too cold. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, you know, she's been saving her pennies, and um, I'll probably try to piggyback it off a visit to my mom's house in Seattle okay. um, to make it happen. But uh, I think that would probably be on my bucket list for uh, fantastic awesome. painting locations. Have you ever been to Alaska? I haven't. No. no. Me either. You did in the summertime. You had plenty of daylight to work in, right? Yeah, I just work all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 24-7 for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, as long as I don't get eaten by a bear or trampled by a moose, I'd be okay. <laughs> All right, one more question before we get to the question we, just, we alluded to earlier. Um, is there a community of VW-based artists 
or artists that drive VWs? I feel like that would be a thing. Um, yeah, I guess there is. Um, nothing that I can think that's like formally organized, but I would say that most of the people that drive old Volkswagens and have spent time painting it, because there's an awful lot of people out there that paint their Volkswagens with murals, but Mm -hmm. they do it over the weekend with like four or five guys in a case of beer and some mm-hmm. spray paint. I'm not, even, I'm not even talking murals on their Volkswagens. I'm just talking... Just murals in general? Just, just artists. Just Volkswagens seem to attract a uh, a different crowd than old Mitsubishis. Yeah, and it just seems like it's sure. the crowd to be more of the artistic type. Well, I don't know if there's any kind of like... I think there's a lot of overlap, but there's nothing really specific for okay. that, no. Um, I, I, what I was getting at is... The people that spend their time or the people that have uh, a professional mural artist do it, we generally know of the other vehicles in the area that have mm-hmm. been done. I know a lot of people all across the country that do the same sort of thing. Um, there's a, a guy named Finn out in California who's pretty well known. He, he raffles them off. He's got a much better business plan than I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He sells, you know, X number of tickets for it, and he advertises online. He spends like six months painting it, and then he'll, he'll throw it up and uh, raffle it off to somebody. And one ended up out here uh, in New York City, and another one is out in Hawaii now, and they're all over the place. But Very different art style from yours. Because uh, you have a very distinctive art style with very bold lines separating colors. And yeah. Um, very... For your listeners, I'd, I'd say probably... Uh, closest would be like a peter max sort of approach uh, i got really like thick bold black outlines uh really saturated bright colors um you know it fits with the volkswagen look of course. oh 100 you know, percent mm-hmm. um i've done things that are a lot more mellow but uh my own personal style i really like saturating everything up big time well i know if if i went down you know artist row here in salem and you told me you painted one mural i could pick your mural out in a second absolutely you know you have a very distinct style that's a good thing right it's an awesome thing it's a wonderful thing and and i'm no art critic by any you know stretch of the imagination imagination but i I could pick out a a ken mitchell original from ken mitchell original a mile away it's got a nice sound to it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but honestly when i get eventually a um a small a small pickup truck for for vine that's i talked to you about it before i'd definitely gonna have you painted up for me so i look forward to it it's gonna be a little while but it's gonna happen eventually so yeah i'm patient yeah last question andrew yeah we want to know about the so the 78 bus you're gonna do a subaru swap that's right what is this subaru swap to these buses like well is it a common thing or is it it's gaining uh a lot more popularity lately um they really started with the Vanningen community. Yeah, because um, they're already water-cooled, right? Well, not only are they water-cooled, but, I mean, you, you probably know this, but all the Volkswagens up until, until a certain point were all boxers, yeah. uh, which is the same as Subaru, of course. Yep. Um, and they they fit in a Vanningen engine bay like they're designed for it. I mean, it just plugs in, and you get twice the horsepower. And, I mean, you get to get a Kennedy adapter kit for the transaxle. Yeah. But it's really straightforward. I'm willing to bet there's some engineering sharing there done, or inspiration probably in the beginning of Subaru. I'm I'm sure there had to be. Yeah, yeah. well, early Subarus were air cooled as well. The 360 was a yeah. yep. air cooled yep. two cylinder. I mean, Axis Powers. I'm sure there was some yeah. engineering. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna go back to the. Listen, yeah. There probably was some engi- there probably was some engineering sharing uh, going on, and yeah, that's just the way the world works. Just yeah, purely engineering. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it it's a really straightforward, especially here in New England. I mean, I've, I've traveled in other places, and there's just not as many Subarus in other no, places. Here they are. Every my, my family, between my, in-laws, yeah. <laughs> between my in-laws and my family and my wife and I, we've had like 17 Subarus yeah. in the last 10 years. Yeah. They're just everywhere. I feel there's a lot of crossover with air-cooled VW owners uh, having a modern Subaru as a... Another yes. car. And a huge amount of crossover. And over then there. former Vol- Volvo owners. Oh, yeah. My former family, Volvo owners have my family were big Volvo owners for a lot of years. And then Volvos kind of priced themselves out. They went yeah, to they more went of market. a luxury brand. Yeah. And I think Subaru slid right in and filled that spot. It's that same sensible, like, oh, New England quirky, quirky car. Yeah. Like, Get you there when it's snowing out. Yeah. And right. it's safe. Yeah. Like, and not the, the wagon market. Slightly yeah. exciting. But or slightly, you know, fun, kind of boring. fun to drive. Yeah, but, but sensible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very, very sensible. much like a Volvo. Yeah, so exactly. I know my parents have switched to Subarus, and 
uh, I've purchased a used Subaru for my friend. I've had other ones before. Uh, we actually just put a deposit on a 2018 Crosstrek. Oh, nice. So there's a new daily driver for Stephanie. So, yeah, definitely Subaru crossover, especially here in New England. But regardless, we'll get back to that bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bus. Um, well, after a while, people realize that, you know, it's it's essentially the same transmission on the 80s vans um, as the 70s vans. The, yep. the bolt pattern is the same. So you can use the same engine adapter kit. Okay. Um, really, the hang-up is the fact that uh, a lot of the older buses didn't have computers, no brains or anything in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're air-cooled, no radiators. Yeah. So uh, what I have to do is I have to... I have the Subaru harness all ready to go. Yeah. It's all it's a ninety four legacy. Um which is still you know, So is that pretty a two point two? That it would is. be a pre OBD two. That's right. Non interference, no head gasket issues so necessarily. I'm oh, sorry, you said it was a two point two liter? Yep. Okay. Single um, cam. Yep. Really. Single overhead cam Subaru engines are far simpler than the dual overhead cam ones. Yes. Like so much simpler. Very simple. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going out here to become some Subaru mechanic. <laughs> I just want to turn my key and go. Yeah. You know, um, with the Vanigans, it doubled their horsepower. My bus, I'm probably going to see about three times the horsepower. It's awesome. Which, you know, at 130 horsepower still yeah. isn't very much. But yeah, You're not going to win any drag races, but you're also no, going to be able to merge into traffic. Yeah, you'll move I along. merge into traffic. Yeah. yeah. It'll be delightful. I'll still get good mileage, too. Um, but the, probably the trickiest, yeah, well, right now I'm not getting good mileage because yeah. I've hot-rodded my motor so that I can go fast in traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go fast or, or get good fuel economy, one, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big big main part of this uh conversion that i've got to deal with right now is how to put a radiator in it and mm-hmm. where to put it um and there's a lot of different theories on that some people put them dual radiators in the engine compartment on okay. either side with uh, fans pulling them in but i okay. think i'm probably going to put it up underneath the belly of the vehicle yeah um and uh there's a couple of companies that kind of specialize in this now there's uh a guy out in colorado is called busaroo it just takes the S and the B and the little Subaru logo like and switches it, no, it around. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Um, and, well, you know, uh, Subaru backwards is you're a bus. Yes, that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, he seems to have had pretty good luck with uh, cooling it using the belly radiator. Okay. Uh, you kind of like some a expand- Delica. Yeah, Delica van is upside down like that too. Yeah. The, the yeah. Mitsubishi... Um, it's, I don't know what kind of any call it. It's, it's like a, a Ford Control Delica. It, so it's, it's kind of like a like a like a, um, a Vanigan. Actually, the white model kit you see right there. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. I've they seen had, those four wheel drive campers exactly. before. Yep. Yeah, we have actually friend friend of the show Chris has a uh, imported a. Um, but the radiator is under the front. Yep. Belly basically facing the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds pretty similar then. Yeah. Um, except in the back. Except for it's in the back. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I don't know. There, there's been enough people that have done it now, and the fact that I'm sticking with the uh, the older style motor is going to make it a lot less complicated. A lot less plumbing for other things. A lot no less turbos, plumbing. No. Yeah, no, no turbos. No, none of that. Yeah. Just basic motor that goes fast and well, relatively fast. Goes faster. Faster, and uh, you know, turns on when I turn the key. You know, <laughs> reliability. Yeah, they shouldn't generate too much heat to begin with, anyways. So as long as you've got enough flow going through it, enough water moving through it, and enough air flowing over well, it. Well, the Boxer design is inherently a cooler engine anyway. That's why the Volkswagen used it. I mean, because the pistons were put outside of the block on either side in separate, you know, separate sleeves that had cooling yeah. fins on them. And the Subaru have a similar design. They just need a little help from... Yeah, it's got a water, water jacket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. So um, the, the, the adapter... Um, is that a common part the guy makes? You can just call them up and buy them? Is it like per special order? It's through uh, Kennedy Engineering. They do all sorts of, uh, I mean, Volkswagens have been kind of the uh, test bed for all sorts of engine conversions over there. You could put pretty much yeah. any engine in a Volkswagen. Kennedy Engineering realized that right off the bat, and they've been around for years and years and years doing all sorts of different types of engine conversion uh, adapters, um, you know, and Subaru is just a relatively newer option, I guess. But, uh, you know... It just makes sense. 
Yeah, it, it, I mean it fits. First off, most yeah. most of these other conversions, you got to hack up the metal and yeah. you know try all sorts of creative engineering and stuff. But this, you know, bolts in, goes in, and that's it. So the engine mounts will fit the way basically you know, original. I, uh, well, I, the, the in the bus, the transmission is fully supported front and back. So um, when you put the motor in. You can hang it off of that temporarily, but uh-huh. it does have an engine support, and it uses the stock Subaru mounts, and it just goes up, and you bolt it to the frame rails in the back of the bus. Oh, neat. Um, it's a, it's a really. I mean, as I keep saying it, it's straightforward. It's and really you can simple. probably rotate the manifold, the exhaust manifolds, because they're probably yeah. mirrored. The exhaust manifold, mm-hmm. if it was in the Subaru, uh, would be coming out. The nose of the vehicle. Yeah, so you can probably. <laughs> it's backwards. It should be a mirror. I believe they're a mirror. You should. You can just flip it, right? And then it'll. Uh, I don't know. I I got the. Um, I got most of the conversion stuff out of a, a parts vehicle. Yeah. Um, actually, down at the junkyard here in Salem. Right. Oh, that was a score. Um, well, he's he's supportive of our bad habits. Well, he's supportive of your bad habits. I'm supportive of his bad habits. He's he, supportive of your bad habits, too. He drives two Volkswagen buses every yes. day. <laughs> well, he also <laughs> called me. Uh, you know, people listening to the show will know that the uh, Dodge Raider Mitsubishi Montero that I have was a junkyard save. Yep. Uh, and the only reason I have it is because saved. the owner of the junkyard <laughs> called me and was like, hey, I have this thing that you want. Yep. And then, like, and I was, was like, it, no, you don't. And I went down there and I said, yeah, you do. It was like <laughs> two days later, I was down there and I was looking at the roof rack on it and I said, oh, I should let Brad know about this. And I, yeah. I, I texted you or Facebook messaged you and yep. you're like, and I was like, I already bought it. I already bought it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so I, I bet I'm willing to believe, I believe coming out of the heads, I think you could theoretically flip the manifold. Yeah, they are symmetrical. Yeah, I think you. I may be talking to my ass, but I think you can just flip it and face it the other way. Because I know the intakes you can rotate on the turbo yeah, cars. Well, I'm I'm in rotating the I'm turning the intake around. Yeah. Otherwise, it would just run into my firewall. Yeah. In Vanagans, there's more room. You I can think run you, stock, I think you but... do the same thing on the manifold. I think you can rotate them. So all in, I mean, not exact to the penny, but what kind of cost are you looking to convert uh, air cooled bus to a Subaru 2.2? Well, most people wouldn't get quite the deal that I got on all the parts. So skip, skip, <laughs> skip, skip the parts car deal. Assume, assume a five hundred dollar parts car. Okay, five hundred dollar parts car. Um, I think you probably have another, I don't know, twelve hundred dollars into uh, you know adapters and getting the the engine carrier and the manifold flipped around and the uh, the engine uh, mounts. But as I said, I got all that for relatively inexpensive. Right. I think if you were to hire somebody to go out and do it, you'd be looking at about five, six thousand yeah. uh, dollars. Me, I might be into it eight hundred. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, the wiring harness. Yep. Did you? Is it just? Did you pull just the engine harness? Did you pull part of the body harness of the car for the ECU? Well, you. Um, again, I was lucky. I, the the engine. The transmission, the uh, all the the pieces and stuff actually came out of a, a very rotten Vanagon, so a lot of the stuff's already been done. The harness has already been taken oh, care of. Okay. Um, okay, so you bought, I bought, I of, bought a used yeah. Vanagon that had already been converted. That's right. Okay, I didn't. Oh, know that. I'm curious to know how somebody how you modify the harness and stuff. Yeah. Well, the harness basically. So I like um, wiring stuff. Yeah, well, I do too. <laughs> you guys are uh, I just rare prefer, breed then. <laughs> I just prefer not to do it if I don't have to. Yeah, yeah but it's um, interesting to see how somebody builds a harness. Kennedy Engineering offers uh, what's it's a pretty neat little thing. You can print it out, but it's uh, a full size one to one scale wiring loom uh, uh, diagram. And basically, you just un- unwrap all the wires mm-hmm. and. Um, you lay them out. You kind of position it along this diagram on the ground, and it, uh, you know, it's got all the things just for the motor. But you can get rid of a lot of stuff too. Yep. I mean, the engine that I had had air conditioning and uh, cruise control and all these other things, and I don't need power steering because there's no power steering. Yep. I get rid of the power steering. Get rid of the AC compressor. Get rid of all the hoses. Yep. So that and it makes it really simple. Just the alternator sitting on top of a Subaru engine. Then if the it looks very much like an upright yep, Volkswagen. It motor. does. Yeah. It looks very similar. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many ways you can engineer a boxer engine. So yeah. And right now, I think I've got about four or five wires I have to identify, and I know what they end up going to, but I got to figure out which of them goes there. But you know, it's just like 
the dashboard wires, the, the wire to the radiator, just a handful of other things. But there's really not that much left to do as far as the harness Wire goes. to the radiator is for right. like a temp sensor? Yeah. Okay. And like then that. what do you do about um, fuel? Do you add a inline electronic, inline electric pump? I probably will, yeah. Um, my bus right now, <laughs> uh, the fuel pressure is 2.5 PSI to run on the carburetors. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you probably need 35, 40 so for at least. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm probably just going to rob one out of a, a junkyard Subaru, you know, whatever whatever fuel pump I could find. Or, like he said, you can get an electric, like a Bosch yeah. one. You just put the, you know, you put a feed line in the tank. I like robbing the junkyard, though. I, I get I mean, it. All the hoses and all the. I get it. But what we're, I think the reason he's saying an inline one is because it requires no thought. You don't have to adapt an in tank pump. Oh, here. that's right. Yeah, that's who's yeah. got them in tank. I forgot yeah. about that. Most so, modern yeah. cars will be in tank. You, you, you can buy a universal. You can tell I don't work on modern cars. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> you can buy a universal inline pump that will just. You know, you just snipe, you know, snip the lines in two places and put it in between. And they'll even tell right. you, yeah, like, yeah, if you yeah. go to, like, Jags or Summit, it'll be like, this is for fuel injection, and this is blah, blah, blah. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, just got to find out whatever PSI. This well, you get one wants. of those, and then you get uh, uh, a regulator, an inline regulator to go yeah. after it. I mean, Well, that's how I get two and a half PSI is yeah. with a regulator. Yeah. So you already <laughs> have the regulator, so I crank yeah. it up a little bit. I mean, if yeah. you were to run a, a stock Volkswagen mechanical fuel pump, you're getting, like, five or six PSI. Okay. The dual carbs that I had on there would not run on 6 PSI. They like needed less. Two. Oh, okay. One and a half, two. I've got it at two and a half. Because you're running two carbs versus one yeah. carb and splitting it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Low pressure, I which like is it. nice. Yeah. So which then I'll nice, use a... You're still using a lot of fuel because two carbs. <laughs> so I'll use the Volkswagen transmission, which is, what, four-speed? Yep. But you can run a Subaru clutch and flywheel? Yep. Yeah. You, um, that's part of the adapter kit. They, they, they do include that, um, I think for clearance reasons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, they sell all those parts through Kennedy. Um, but uh, I know a lot of people use whatever they have on hand and kind of botch it together. And, and it works. works. And it works, you know. Just make sure it's not hitting the, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the bell housing <laughs> the or bell the conversion housing. part. Yeah. yeah. Or you could do it like uh, old Volkswagens do and put uh, a flywheel in there. It's a little big and just run it until it clearances itself. <laughs> it clears. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's only magnesium. It'll go away. Unless it flints and makes a fire. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Volkswagen cases do make awesome bonfires. I can imagine. Yeah, I've, I've got one sitting in the parts cart at my parents' house. Yeah, don't look directly at the bonfire when no. you do that. Blue. <laughs> I, I think just about everybody's no, had like family members or something like just about everyone knows someone that owned an air-cooled car at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, like they're just so it's, ubiquitous. It's going to start to fall off as we go along in time, yeah, obviously. I, but definitely yeah, our sure. parents' generation, the boomer generation. Everybody has a story. Everybody I'll tell had you, one. Anytime yeah. I go to yeah. anywhere, stop at a gas pump, stop at yeah. CVS, stop wherever, somebody's going to come out, I guarantee it, they'll yeah. come over and tell me a story. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm never in a big hurry. It's yeah, kind of nice. Yeah, it's a good nice, thing you're a laid-back guy. <laughs> Yeah. I, I have same, I'm too I, hurry. Yeah, I have the same thing when driving an old car. It, it brings out everybody's your friend all of a sudden. Apparently, a lot of people owned Colts. Yeah, no, they, they, well, they did. They were they, they were an economy car, yep. just like you'll go out and buy a Civic today. People go out and buy a Colt, and then which is pretty much what a, what a Beetle was at the yeah, time. Exactly. I mean, I, kind of box. Yeah. Yeah. My mom had one. Then she went to Europe backpacking and lent it to my grandmother, and she liked it so much she bought one. Yeah. So I think I'm from a rarer. You know, family here because neither of my parents ever owned Beatles. Really? Not never... as, my, my father had some as, you know, junks in the backyard with potty shop. And we had a MG kit car that was based on one, which is pretty terrible. MG kit car. Oh, oh weird. Yeah. Um, they make everything into a kit yeah. car. Yeah. Was, I was at uh, Vacation Land VW show earlier this year. Yep. And uh, they had a Bugatti. Okay. Bugatti. Oh, <laughs> Bugatti. I like it. It looked like a Bugatti. I like it, but it had an air-cooled motor and chassis underneath. My, uh, I've been to the the, sh- the show at the candy shop there. In, yeah, um, Hebert. Uh, it used Truth to be the Volks. Yeah, uh, the, the Volks Fair. It used to be the Volks. Uh, Volks Fair because it was Volkswagens and Corvairs. Yeah, and now the Corvair has disassociated themselves. Oh, has it? And now it's just Volkswagens. This year there were three lowly Corvairs sitting in the parking lot. Wondering where the rest of them went? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, again, I went there with the NSU, and uh, they parked me originally with the kit cars. 
No. Because <laughs> they didn't know where to put me. Yeah. Um, and then, you can win every category or win every show you want as long as you're in your own category. Correct. <laughs> and then they, they moved me because the kid car guys complained. And I'm not going to win any trophies. The car is not a trophy car. It's just a, just a car. Yeah. I, I didn't even enter it to win trophies. I didn't care. But the kid car guys complained. Yeah, uh, and they, they put me over with the type threes. No, that works. Um, and then type three guys complained. <laughs> <laughs> and the show organizer told him to pound sand and I was going to stay parked there because they already moved me once. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, my cousin's father-in-law, they were big into Manx. Yep. So Which they, I kind of want one. They Because they, they, were, they were originally from, I was told they were originally from San Diego area, Southern California. So they, yep. they actually bought them from Bruce. My, yeah, Bruce Manx. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They were, like, personal friends of them and stuff. Bruce Myers. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And they would. That's a cool story. Yeah, then then they moved out to the Yuma area because they wanted to use them in the dunes, and it's cheaper to live there than and retire in Yuma than it is in Southern California. So that would be a nice winter car for you, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get a little well, cover for I'm it. Go with the Beetle because I had a cover doors. for it, and then uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not down with the open cockpit winter There's car. There's a Baja style Beetle in the neighborhood next door here. I yeah, see no, I I, I, a Baja Beetle would be. Wonderful for all your car with the big snow paddle, snow tires in the back yeah. of it. And well, I always, I mean, you you said you remember my 64 bug when I... I do, the aqua blue one. Yeah, yeah, I always wanted to go with the uh, class 11 look for that. Just jack it up. Jack on, it up. Yeah, just stock all metal. stock running gear, but off-road tires look kind of beefy. Throw some lights yeah, on I, it. I have, I have that in my head. I have that internal argument all the time. Like, if I had a Beetle, would I want to go class 11 or would I want to go, like... SoCal look. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was a cool look. Yeah. I, I liked my Beetle because it was like that really cool. And a cow look. Cow look. I yeah. even had the cow look logo thing. I took it off. But yeah. it definitely had that look about it. But I've never been a cow look sort of person. I keep buying all these damn Volkswagens that are quarter inch off the ground. Well, that's, that's how everybody out here has them. <laughs> yeah. So you just can't stop it. Hey, well, you're, yeah. Your bus was low. Everybody's yeah. obsession in New England is California. So yeah. everybody wants to go to California. I don't. Okay. I'm okay here. <laughs> Sorry to your California listeners. I like snow. I know, but there's a lot of people I grew up with, like, you just want to go to California. Just We want to go out where it doesn't snow. That's what it is. I like snow. Oh, yeah. Got a Subaru. I'm all right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I have a vehicle that's good in the snow, too. I still hate it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. So let's, uh, we can wrap this one up. Uh, you're welcome to stay for the second half. Uh, if you want, we're going to do some... That's a secret, Andrew. We don't record the next episode the oh, same night. Yeah. Nobody knows. It doesn't no, no. matter. <laughs> I've learned the in- inside secrets here. Yeah. The basement So secret. you're welcome to hang out. Uh, we're going to go over some project car updates and answer some listener questions. But for now, Brad, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Instagram yep. at TSISS350 yep. or Vintage Imports of New England. All right. Uh, Ken, we're... People can find you if they want. Do you have a Painted Bus Facebook page? Or? Yeah, I've got Painted Bus Facebook. I've got Painted Bus on Instagram. Okay. Um, you know, just look Painted Bus. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll link it when we yeah, show up. Definitely yeah, definitely. So you can have it. You can follow the podcast, Auto Off Topic, on Instagram. You can follow me, Race and Anger, on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook, Auto Off Topic Podcast. Of course, you're listening to us probably on iTunes or whatever uh, podcast app of your choice. But if you're using iTunes, if you go rate and review us, that would be helpful. And as always, thanks for listening, and keep your cars analog. <laughs>